Okay. I had to take a hit because it's Halloween. And um, this is where my band was born. And this is... This episode's kind of... Uh, it's a bit much, let's say. So initially I was supposed to do um, a podcast with a ex-band member, or a nervous breakdown, so to speak. And um, I was a little worried because I was like, it's an important day because this is the 20 year anniversary of the first gig I played or the official first gig I played, um, I think, as a band on the streets of San Francisco. And it's perfect because I'm putting out uh, the only record, one of the only recordings we have available for the nervous breakdowns. And that'll be available in the the links uh, below or above or however the fuck you say it but my drummer who was my old producer or was the producer in my film ditched me but this is funny because someone's screaming their fucking brains out in my neighborhood in Queens anyway um, how nervous breakdowns is it <clears throat> but um, <laughs> I was looking forward to having her on but she um, bailed uh, very much like <laughs> like the film she bailed I I, I I ended up becoming producing my own film and that's actually how I learned how to play all of the instruments I play because people just don't show up and it's actually all love it's fine <laughs> and it's a total nervous breakdown so I think it's really funny that people are screaming outside right now like what's can you hear that it's Halloween man chill the fuck out Anyway, um, this is a great night. It's the the night that people are born um, out of uh, exterior motives, which means like you could you can dress up as whoever you want to be once a year, and that's how I started this band. I dressed up as Courtney Love, and um, I think I touched on it a little bit here, but we did a live stream. So if you listen to this, um, Lisa just showed up. As my best friend and she's been in played in iterations of the nervous breakdowns but also we learned guitar together anyway so she kind of is a nervous breakdown pre she's like pre-punk i guess so to speak uh, but anyway <clears throat> i wanted to pull through this and actually record this on halloween because it's an important day this is the the day that i dressed up as courtney love and like made the band and there's a lot of things attached to that i ideology just like dressing up and going forward and you know i put on a dress i did drag but i wasn't a drag queen it's it's like a whole thing and i don't even want to get into it and we're not that's the good news so um <clears throat> i am putting out uh one song which is a peaches covered called rock show and it's coming out tonight it's on spotify and itunes and it is sort of uh, what you would call a, 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 a how do you say this um, a mascot of a song it's a cover song but it's a bit of a mascot in a way so it's uh, it, it's streaming everywhere and then I am going to raise money for post-production because my film is in post-production and it needs money to be finished. But anyway, all that shit's going to be on nervousbreakdowns.com. 
everything will be on nervousbreakdowns.com from here on. So please sponsor and give me any help or money or support you can. And happy Halloween. Uh, I miss you all if I've met you. There's still a man yelling outside, but um, um, how I hope you guys are all doing good and have a happy Halloween. This is, I always think about San Francisco and my old friends and bandmates. And I hope you have, anyone out there has some kindred affinity with Halloween because it's, it's my favorite. All right, here we go. Rock show. I can get, this is on silent. Can you still hear it? You're going to hear me now, right? Yeah. I can hear you on your phone. Um, it's fine. Here. Oh, this is it. There we go. Okay. Now you can't hear shit, right? Yes. A lot better. How awkward. This is very awkward. I, I didn't know this was an option on, on Instagram, but... It is. Um, uh, if anyone's like, what the fuck is going on? It's because my best friend Lisa never does these things and I certainly don't do these things but um, I have a podcast called Credit in the Story World um, which is a spinoff of my film for the Nervous Breakdowns and since the band was born on Halloween and it's a 20 year anniversary and the person I was supposed to do it with with the original drummer flaked <clears throat> I, I say that lovingly um, I'm still determined to make it work like any street gig because we were like a street Street band, I, gu I guess. I mean, you knew me when I started it, but we weren't playing together when I started the Nervous Breakdowns. So because it's Halloween, um, I was determined to just do this podcast and do a live version, which I've never done a live version. So this will end up in the IGTV part, whether anyone shows up or not, and then it'll be streamed on Spotify so after there's this. A, there's going to be a record of this? Yeah, oh, this is like where the microphone you're speaking into, yeah. speak closer, oh, is going okay. to be, I'm putting it into Credit and Straight World wow. tonight, so it'll be on tomorrow. That's so it'll be so Credit much. in the Halloween world yeah, or something. That's a lot of pressure. Now I'm like, I should try and be more like... No, don't annoying. even... Right. If you try, it'll <laughs> suck. I, I, yeah, I mean, just give me a few. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. If anyone cares... I mean, I care about Halloween. So if no one showed up, I still dress up. So. Also, happy um, what day after Gogo's was inducted to the Rock No, that's Hall a big deal. Like Tina um, Turner, Gogo's. The the ladies for the win, um, unfortunately, they are against the. They're alongside the worst of the men, which is I don't understand how the Food Fighters got in alongside the greatest women in the world, which is the first all-female band to record uh, and, uh, and play chart. all instruments. Yep. All instruments. And um, be inducted at the same time as men that did nothing but ride the coattails of Kurt yeah. Cobain. So, and also, I, the only thing that I've seen that there, everyone was like, oh, Pat Smear of the Germs is in like the and I'm like if you can, that's the only punk thing about that band they need him they definitely need him he's amazing the only thing punk about Grohl is like he played with you know Cobain right 
I still don't understand it. I, I, I understand record sales, but I don't understand induction. I um, was shocked induction. that they actually made... I mean, I mean, I listened to Foo Fighters when they came out, you know, but I was like, is it time for them to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? But are they that, you know, groundbreaking that they should nope. be... Right, groundbreaking. So, I mean... Broken, but not ground. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, take... <laughs> so nervous breakdowns so Lisa's mic's falling because of my um, you, Dave Grohl would fire us right now he, control you'd have a screening fit <laughs> watch the documentary which I did and I don't like Foo Fighters that much I which documentary they have a Foo Fighters documentary and it's very dramatic because they fired so many people or, what? yeah there's a Foo Fighters documentary I watched it and I was like who knew that there was so much drama? Why there's so much drama for something that has no, no. like depth? There was something. What? There was something weird too, where I forget who they was. It the I don't know if it was the drummer or like the bass player, and they like literally didn't. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they literally didn't tell him that he was fired, but they just didn't say anything, and then they just like, like you know, um, hired somebody else. Is I think what? that's what happened. It was just exactly. I was like, first of all, I'm like, Foo Fighters documentary. What exactly? What amounts to having a Foo Fighters documentary? But I guess there's a, a lot of drama that happened. Well, they didn't make it because there's any depth to it. They made that because they have so many Foo Fighters fans. That's true. I mean, Which I, it's it's okay to like. I'm not even judging. I just there. I don't understand how they fit into the pantheon. I don't know. Especially. Either. Would they get in this the at the same year that the two like two women that should have been in eons ago? Right. Uh, one as a band, one is like the queen of rock and roll. Like Tina Turner and Go Go's ends up on the same. They should even share the same stage. Like Tina Turner and the Go Go should sort of share the same yes. stage, but Foo Fighters. No. no. I don't. I don't. I mean, I. No bueno. I mean, I bought the Foo Fighters first album, and I'm like, yeah, it's good, but I'm like. Is it groundbreaking? Like, should they be on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Like, I don't... Also, another thing is, like, I don't know... I know a lot of drummers. I don't know any... Personally, I don't know my friends that are drummers that like Dave Grawl, actually. And they're like, oh, he's such a great drummer. But he's always on, like, the top 10, like, best drummers. And, like, you know, on, like, Rolling Stone. Um, but the my friends that are drummers, they're like, I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, I... I I mean, do you like him? Or did you used to like him? It's okay to have liked him. I, I'm i not a drummer. I'm not a drummer, but I... I might. I, but for me, it's like I, like, I watch him, and I get it, but he's very, like, there's no fin the finesse to his drumming, I, but to me, it's, like, very, like, primitive, which is, I understand, but I don't, for me, I'm like, I don't see why he's so you know like a like a hero of drumming or like I think he's a hero of drumming because he's working with a great songwriter right so without Kirk Cobain he couldn't drum those parts oh. and also the previous drummer like Nirvana's first record like uh Dave Grohl's not the first drummer in that band in so yeah because even Nirvana's first record has like ripping drum parts but it's because it's the drummer's writing with the 
the guitar like the songwriter you know so like everyone gets to shine when the songwriter it's not to say you could be technically gifted but like Dave Rose is decent like he has some cute fills I don't say cute I'm gay so it's like I like saying that about straight men it's cute yeah it's hard he's I think he's a good drummer he's a good drummer yeah for sure so he has his own style like J- like there's a Dave Grohl style and you're like if he plays you would immediately know he does have a style and that's right. that's good I, I just think I just I don't know how, how he went from a stylistic drummer to Foo Fighters yeah like I anyway he doesn't deserve all this airtime <laughs> Because let's talk about the Go-Go's and Tina Turner. Oh, Tina yeah. Turner, I don't think, went to the... She, she didn't. Yeah, I looked and I'm like... And I, I don't think it's worth yeah. her time because I think the idea of... Uh, she she is the rock and roll hall. She yeah. is rock and, and roll. she had everything that she needed to say off that documentary that came out. She was like, I'm... Yeah. Everything I did... Look, by the way, you need to... Tina Turner documentary was amazing. Yeah. It was called... It was just called I Tina t- Turner. I... Yeah. I, I for yeah. like all I hear like if she went to, she wouldn't go to that because she'd just be like I'm Tina I grew up in a city called Nutbush and I live in Switzerland and I don't need this so I think like she's probably she's she's old. too good for it like yeah. does Zeppelin have to show up they don't they, they should be in does the Rolling Stones have to show up no they should be in Go-Go's should show up oh, yeah. because they're young enough. And I think they actually did. Yeah, and they played their own their fucking own songs. Yeah, they yeah. All, like everybody else had performers doing other performers doing their songs. But I think the Go-Go's, I'm not sure I only saw clips of it, but they actually did perform their own songs, which is amazing. And they sounded great from what I saw. Like, you know, excellent um, performance. Yeah, I don't, they didn't put the whole thing out because it's going to be on HBO or some shit. They have to sell it to us. I will buy it. Just I mean, I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. I, I, but they don't actually show that stuff till like winter or something. Oh, it's like really? pay per view later, oh, so it happens in like past tense, and you have to like rewatch it. Um. There are. There is just one person. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm sorry. Um. Let's talk about why. It's Halloween. Like why? Like why we're actually here so I mean as you understand it as I understand it yeah I mean you were supposed to do something for Halloween and somebody fell through and we were just hanging out and I was just like let's just you should continue on because you know you're doing stuff for your your band and your your music so I'm like I will be like this uh side host I'm not like a very good (laughs) Uh, not you can be a hoe, like, or, or a question person. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, the whole point is it's Halloween, so. <laughs> yeah. And you're you're supposed to, because of your band that d- always did things during Halloween, you should do something, and you were supposed to, I guess, in- interview somebody in California. They d- actually fell through, unfortunately. Yeah, her name is Charlene. <laughs> she um, hi Charlene, I love you. But you, <laughs> but you I feel show. like you needed you should do something because you know it's you're doing stuff for your 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 music and I'm like you know even if I'm I'm not a good in person to like uh, be like a 
whatever this is, like a Instagram live thing. But I feel like it's it, it should be because it's very momentous. Halloween was always this thing that the Nervous Breakdowns did with the street shows. And, you know, it's been a while. So, you know, I don't know. I feel like you're if people follow and know what it is, it's like, what are we want to know? What are you doing um, right now? And what is happening? And, you know. Yeah. Do you think anyone cares? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I do. <laughs> no, no, you're somebody. You're, you're, you're also a nervous breakdown. But I, like, I was wondering, like, does anyone give two shits? I mean, I, I mean, who knows? But, I mean, maybe everyone's just like, I'm not doing anything for Halloween, and like. <laughs> well, no, I mean in general, there's Halloween, but like. Right. Um, like, so, do you think like anyone cares about a band that, like, I feel like some people are like, why are you even talking about something that no one even cared about? But then I believe that people actually did care about it, so it's like this constant, like mind fuck. What's so. Well, I mean, I guess if some if someone was joining and they don't know what it is, basically it's like, so my friend Kala, who is dressed as Frankenstein, it's amazing, <laughs> this makeup, literally. Um, you know, I've known him since I was 16 years old, growing up in Hawaii. Like, that's crazy, because we've known each other for like, I don't know, 16 minus however old we are right now. Can't, you know, we grew up playing guitar, um, made this band in San Francisco back in like the mid 90s early 90s or mid 90s mid god is, I guess mid 90s right like I feel like it's mid 90s and it was like literally starting off playing these shows on the street in in San Francisco with a generator and it was like the most punk thing ever back then you know and you guys played like what what like events was it that you guys played just oh illegal events like what did you start off playing like what events did you start off playing on the street was it like um just pride well the the first gig i did as i guess i should this is a great to uh, unpack or untangle the idea like what my the reason my logo which i've never explained for credit in straight world or the poster for the um, the film, the documentary about the Nervous Breakdowns. It's like half me and half Courtney Love, or me as Courtney Love in drag. Because the first gig I played was I dressed up as Courtney Love. And obviously, I didn't have a beard and I went like full femme drag. Right. And effectively, to the point where like men were following me, which. Stopping I, you? Yeah, no, but yeah. I then I understood what uh, the power of sex sexuality and enticing like with makeup and yeah her. I was like oh shit so you like, dressed up I'm as like, Courtney Love yeah but back in the- I look like a girl yeah and, uh, I it was trying to be her but be like a powerhouse but then I also stood with understood what came with that was like like walking the streets at night I was alone for the most part yeah. and like roaming Halloween but like dudes were like following me like hot for me but I was like oh this is amazing and I was like no like after 20 minutes that's uh scary because like you're literally following me and And I didn't know that they didn't know that I was a dude you know wow 
And did you, so what is the um, symbolism of Halloween? That's when you, like, you guys always did Halloween and that's what you were known for, to have um, these street, gig, street gigs in San Francisco in Halloween back in the mid-90s? Then the, the idea of, the Halloween part is important. The thing about Halloween is just that when I did it by myself before I had a band with me was that um, when I moved to San Francisco from Hawaii, I was like, I can finally be myself. I couldn't be myself in Hawaii. Right. Uh, not not because of sexuality per se, but I liked rock music and alternative music and I wanted to play like really loud guitars and then I those that sort of like conjoined with moving to what we call the mainland and then San Francisco was like this portal. I got into art school. I happened to get into art school in San Francisco with my right. portfolio and then that was that and I switched the film out of visual arts. But then what came with that was like, oh, now that I'm off the island, I can really shred or like pursue like distorted music, I would say. Not because mm-hmm. like alternative music just but every like this was the late ninety like everything was like open. It was alternative music was like the hot thing. Right. So but I found my, I guess you want to say my people, but it wasn't even just like gay people. It was like weirdos and that's what San Francisco was good for. And then I go to open mic nights and then eventually I just like, I'm just going to dress up as Courtney Love, my guitar hero, and then play as her. The only eight songs I know how to play that I learned. I studied the Live Through This record. Right. You know, we had tab books, yes. me and you. Like, yeah. We, they're called fake books, right? Like we had like an Oasis book, a Lisa Loa book, um, a Breeders book, Belly book, a Shania Twain book. Shania, yeah, it was country. <laughs> it was everything yeah. that was so great about the '90s. And then I did. Uh, I took my Breeders book with me, my Lisa Loa book with me, but those are all styles of a guitar to learn. Like yeah. Lisa Loeb is good for folk and learning minor chords, finger picking, and finger picking, yeah. flat picking, and then. Breeders were good for like odd time signatures with chords and weird uh, licks. Right. And Hole is just like shredder, like just screaming. Uh, and yeah, yeah and plus primitive. like these yeah. really interesting broken chords moving. So that was like my baseline. Yeah. But then I could only play that by myself. So I just learned, I just went with the whole catalog and played the eight songs I knew as Courtney Love. And this and then, is open mic. No, it was on the street. I was busking. You were doing it yourself, busking on the street. I was busking on the street alone, even before it was Courtney Love. Like I I was playing like folk songs. I was trying to be Mary Lou Lord, like because she busked, and that was a Boston singer. Also dated Kurt Cobain, and I just played those few songs on the street. And I remember someone was that was in my art class saw me. He was like, "Are you okay?" Are you okay? Did you have a nervous breakdown? And I was like, no, I'm okay. Like, I'm actually doing this for money, quote. Like, Mm -hmm. I put my guitar case out and people would throw money at me. And I was like, no, I'm okay. Like, I'm like busking. But I guess that's what I've been doing my entire life is just busking. It's called busking when you play on the street. Back in, yeah. So all I did was add a generator to it. Yeah. um, After I dressed up. And then when people helped me which was like Charlene right 
and then Matt and this girl Candace like joined in and eventually Donnell like they just got behind my busking and where people like and it went from like oh are you okay <laughs> right. to like oh look at this shit you know what I mean right. and it, it, it did grow and then people were like oh shit this is real like yeah. Keala is like doing it like punk style right? yeah and yet we weren't making punk music right because i was still writing like breeders isn't punk i think hole is like kind of punk there's elements of that yeah you know it's post it was post-punk right but uh i think because of our lack of core like lack of uh technicality yeah it sounded punk but actually it was really pop music that was like very distorted what it one question I always have is like because you, when you think about it like as a musician you like you know you play and then it's like you play at home by yourself and but at what point when like what is uh, that point where you're like I want to play but I want to like play in front of people you know do you know what I mean like what at like, what is that thing where it's like okay whatever I do is like you know I just do at home but you know, it's like it's a different thing when you're playing music. But as a performer, it's different, right? Do you know what I mean? It's like, like, do you have any instances where you're like, oh no, I want to show what I do to the public? You know what I mean? And like, did did it come from songwriting, and you just wanted to, you know, share that, or it, you know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense. But no, it makes sense. Yeah. I think because I was never quite conscious of it it was like literally um um and that's why i can't even say to drag quite even though i looked femme and i did it well and i did make it well but because i'm a painter right i think i did well but i wasn't doing i don't i still don't believe i was doing drag but i was performing but to what you're saying it's the same idea like i think i was the way that kids put on their um their parents heels even if they're not gay or right or you shave to be like your father because you look up to these people and yeah. you just want to like be in there with them mm-hmm. um i've always looked at it that way like i wanted to fill courtney love's shoes right. literally and metaphorically like your idol you just want to yeah. feel and that like and be that put yeah. in that and then like wearing armor is the way yeah. i look at it and i always consider her like sort of a valkyrie like someone's like pushed down because they are a woman but they're but they're a full-fledged warrior but they're the minority because they're a woman fighter is like how i feel like well i'm just a gay man that's not like I don't fit into like what gay men are supposed to do because right. I consider myself a minority within the gay community as it applies to my like fulfilling the, the the minor role as the rock and roll or the guitar like I love shredding on guitar and it's like, yeah. but that's not I, I don't have heroes to look up to that other than yeah. women because there's not like a gay man to look up to and it doesn't really it, it, and it doesn't matter but right I simply see it as like filling filling shoes but yeah, yeah. and then when I walk into them but actually like, when I wear heels but you know that's the thing 
Now, Prince might be short. Maybe that's why he does it. Yeah. But there is something... About wearing heels. There is something amazing about performing guitar in heels. Oh, yeah. And shredding in heels. It's very hard to do. And people make it look effortless. And that's everyone from, like... Hearts. Half the men in the 70s to, like, the the women that... in wearing heels and singing like going hard is like hard but right. like people were doing that in the 70s already anyway because like they were feminizing rock and roll you know whether they're wearing tight pants but like heels is like grating that's fucking hard work i think i like lost my thing by the way you need to like add me oh did you fall out i think i fall out it says you could did we lose Lisa? No, there's only like one person here anyway. Everyone's like leaving. You have to out. You have to join in again. Join in again. So how do I join in? You should. You have to follow me. I'm following you. And then request to join. Okay, now. Yeah. Okay. For the podcast, this I is like now it's sent, a live so. thing. So I have to like get Lisa. I've never done a live. I've never. So. No, no this will be great because it'll end up on my channel. Yeah. If people want to know anything about, they can watch it tomorrow, ever after. This is connecting, but oh, all right. I think we uh, requested. There you are. You're. Oh, is it? Because it like it's like literally. Um, spinning. Still spinning, but I guess if it's on your side, then it's fine, right? It's still live. Okay. Sorry. So I'm filling in for somebody that was, I don't know. So I'm like not like a, um, you know, a personality. I'm not a personality. So I'm just trying to. I'm, you have a personality. I mean, I have a person. I mean, yes, but it's not, you know, I'm I'm a bass player. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm you're not a, a guitar musician, player. But you're in a respect. Um, so. So we were just talking about, um. Courtney Love and um, you know how what the step was. Well, you're asking me about performing, but performing, I just, yeah. I'm not really conscious. I just feel like yeah. I feel more like I put my mom like I go through someone's closet and then I jump on stage and and then everything else is like gone, like whatever. Yeah, I'm not conscious. It is. I don't know why my thing is not showing. Okay, now it is. So one thing that I want to know is like as. Um, uh, this is weird, but so I've backstories. I've always been like a um, um, a bass player for Kala, and, and like literally like three months, I was like a guitar player. But um, and then I tried to do my own band, and it was very stressful because I don't <laughs> have that personality. I'm like, this is I can't. I'm not a like a lead person because it takes a lot out of you. So props to people that are like literally the lead their own band, but. Um, at what point was it when you're like, um, you know, when you realize that, you know, you're going to do your own stuff and also like who, who is your, um, idols as performers? Like not just, not just music wise, but you know, because it takes a whole thing when you're like, like, oh, I'm in a band, but performance is a different thing, right? Like, it's like something that you, I feel like you either have or you don't, right? That that performative aspect. 
you know, like you're like able to literally. That's a two-parter question. What was the first part? I mean, well, I guess it was like who are are your idols when it like as a performer that can put it out there doesn't need to be music wise, but also like how did you how did you find that in yourself? Was it already there when you're like, oh, I can do this on stage? Or did you have to get to that point where you're like... I have to get to that point. How because did... Because I was... Yeah. I don't know. I Like, I like who I like. But then I don't know how to... I, I see them live and I try to do what they do. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you can, I do like, it wrong. So I, yeah. I can't see myself. And I remember... Like, on the street, it was almost easier. Because it was complete chaos. And I work great with chaos. Right. Which isn't necessarily, like, it's not a good or bad thing. That's just, like, like if someone breaks their leg <laughs> and I'm good in that situation, that's not fun. It's just, it, it, it's helpful to be good in chaos. Right. So that's all I am. So, But when I play on stage, too, it's like, I don't, when I got from street to stage, it was like, this is different. And I was never used to that. Yeah. However, the first gig I played on stage was um, at an underwear party in San Francisco, and it was like weird. Like it was a, it was called Panty Waste. The and venue it was pa- or the event. The event, and okay. it was like you had to wear. It was like a punk. Like everyone has to yeah. be lingerie, and like that was the theme of it. And there's no footage of it, but it was like maybe our greatest gig ever. Oh my god. And, uh, it was the first official gig not on the street and mm-hmm. it was at an art gallery called um uh fuck what was that place called uh a bl- i can't remember it's a mexican name to man it's been that long anyway it's an art space and there were f- several bands uh John Dwyer was on the bill. Oh, like, from the OCs. That went really bad. Damn, I forgot yeah. he was there. Um, seemingly nice person. <laughs> until, <laughs> <laughs> until the nervous breakdown showed up. But we did great. And we were like so nervous, pun intended. And then um, I, people, sh- I didn't know how it would turn out. Right. And then like I put on a slip. I think I just played in a slip, you know, That's and um, high tops, uh, Adidas only, and uh, went from there. And um, it, it was like, and the, the way the stage was built was like a cat, little, like a short catwalk. So it, it I, I don't know how. It's it, almost like a Victoria's <laughs> Secret, but no one has angel wings. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, it's just broken slip. ass bat wings or something. <laughs> and I don't. But I, uh, I guess as the gays said, I I worked it. Yeah. I worked it. I can't remember working it. Right. And like, we all did. Even Matt did. Like it was yeah. like, and then the girls held it down. You know, because there was a female rhythm section, and then like, me and Matt sort of like handled the. I guess the performance part, but yeah. we didn't know what to do. And like I, but my friend Jeff wrote he wrote about it or he talks about it and he was like oh my god like he he wrote about it in an SF Weekly article but 
he remembers it. Dif- he remembers it better than me because he was a spectator. Right. And I don't. But it 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 sounds legendary. You know, I remember wearing a slip and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna do this." And then I fucking killed. I think I killed it, but I didn't know what I was doing. Does um is there any like record of this no. show? There's not, right? No, of course oh, the best stuff is like yeah. there's no. Charlene actually, her friend recorded it. This girl Melissa. Yeah. But she, I asked her. She's like, "No, Melissa has no rec- doesn't have that tape anymore. Right. It might be sitting somewhere, but it's great. It's like the most insane performance. I don't. I wish I was wearing a black slip. That's crazy. It almost sounds like your um, runaways. Yeah. <laughs> runaways Shuri thing. Curry. Where you did it at? What venue was it in San Francisco? Uh, the Parkside, and at this place called Twelve Galaxies, we played that as a. A few shows as a Runaways cover band for um, was it for the Amoeba? It was Amoeba Palooza initially, and then I was obsessed with the Runaways, so I coerced other people to join me and dress up as the Runaways. That sounds amazing. But then this is post Matt when Matt bailed, like right. I, like the band uh, to broke broke up, so there was only Donnell left, and then it was like, well, that's a whole other thing. I mean, the runaway is still. I'm like, why are they not in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Like, right? Why? Joan Jett is, right? And But I'm like, no one. Runaways is like, talk about playing your own instruments. And they're like literally 16 years old. Were they 16 or 17? 17? Yeah. Or it's the greatest guitar player ever. Um, yeah, so we're talking. So. I don't know. I don't know. I can't read like I don't think anybody's watching, but um Doesn't matter. I'm I'm filling in for somebody that was supposed to be here and I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just like <laughs> hanging out. I didn't know Instagram could do a live. I'm sorry, but um I'm <laughs> Kala's doing uh, what are you you're working on stuff for nervous breakdowns right now, I guess. Yeah, I'm putting out a single today. Kala's putting out a single today, so that's, you know, because Halloween is very momentous for um, nervous breakdowns. So, um, yeah, we're, I'm just, I guess, interviewing you is basically <laughs> what I'm doing, but I'm not like a radio personality where I'm like, oh, what do I do? I'm just very uncomfortable, but um, uh, yeah. Okay, also, can I have another hard seltzer? Can I just grab it from your <laughs> You stay there. Just crap. I don't need. I don't need a straw because I'm not a lady. Well, today. I'm wearing green lipstick, so. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's amazing. Um, so we're talking about. Oh God, this is how hard it is to do. Like, but, um, so basically, I'm asking you. Well, you started off doing street gigs, and I'm like, so who are your inspirations? Meaning, performance-wise, who you think like where you emulate to be and you're like Courtney Love is a big one but who else where you're like on stage where you're like I'm following this person or like my inspiration you know on stage uh I wish I could be any of those people it doesn't mean I'm I can't like I wish I was Nancy Wilson oh god I wish I was uh Mostly women. I wish I was Lindsay Buckingham. I wish I was. Yeah, I, I wish I was Courtney Love, but I don't wish I was Kurt Cobain. Right. 
because there's nothing uh, I don't find him um, glamorous there is like a I'm a I, I like the the idea of glamour but not in like a vain way yeah I, I don't know I, I just like the idea of like <clears throat> um I don't know women are they're different kind of players I just like the way they play yeah I mean and that's drummers and like every I play drums too and it's like I don't know they they play differently but I don't but I also like another woman like I admire which I would put sort of like in that against not against but alongside Courtney Love where I'm like wait which one am I am I yeah um like I love what you know I love Kim Deal oh, like Kim just, Deal doesn't do sorry, anything sorry my thing just dropped I don't know why it keeps doing that it's your phone is it my phone yeah just come back on okay but Kim Kim Deal is like uh how do I join again you just follow me and not invite you Kim Deal is like the shit yeah but I'm... she's like would you consider Kim Deal a performer like um yeah I would I, I but how would you um but what? How how would you define like Kim Deal's stage presence? So because I think that's I'm all well. I that's my thing is like stage presence. But okay, I feel now like, it's back on. I think yeah. Is am I back on? Or <laughs> yeah, you are. Okay, it's, it's so weird, mate. Sorry. So I was. I think your question was, do I consider Kim Deal a what? Like a performer? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, as in the Breeders, and also yeah, in the Pixies, because she's a very but, like, integral part. You're of... asking not that, but you're when you're asking me about um, who do I like? If you aspire to be Kim Deal, yeah, who's like one of my heroes? Like, that's not performative, you know, like. When Kim Deal is just like playing, yeah, it's just there's not this, yeah, there's, there's not no makeup, crazy, there's yeah. nothing. So I I just feel like I'm from a era where there were so many people I admire. Like, oh, I want to be like her or him, but the the non-performative people were also the most amazing. Oh yeah, like we were just talking about. Um, Darcy, like, yes, it sounds like she has this mystique, and like people like to say, like, oh, anyone can play those bass lines and it's from like, Smashing Pumpkins. Well, yeah, could anyone? I mean, but could anyone play it like her? Yeah, you but, know, because it's not about the technicality part. Yeah, and it's not even for not performing or like showboating. It's like there is like it, I think it's trapped in the the sound and the how they they do how they they do it they're 20 people could play three chords the same three chords differently right and i think that's the difference so there's no way to like be that person because you can't you you can never replicate that yeah also so like like when thinking of like kim deal and for me like darcy it's like a very quiet kind of <clears throat> i mean kim deal in like pixies it's like a very quiet like presence and you 
as a performer, you also need to know like the the crazy part of it, but also know when to be quiet. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot when, of people don't know how to be quiet. Yeah, and that's a skill because you just want to be like out there. But like, I think ah. that's also why, by nature, that I think a lot of women are really good at being bass players and drummers. Because we listen. Yeah. Yeah. It's an emotional thing, and it, like you know when to like step back and collect information as opposed to like reacting. So when you have like that's like the problem with a lot of metal is like four it's always four dudes going yeah. in and like launching Show as voting. opposed to like yeah. even if you took replace one dude with a dude that's not like just if the bass is just kept it and then it, it, it provides like inconsistency that's why like what's great about something like smashing pumpkins like <clears throat> they have these shredder parts but then like the bass stays back where the rhythm gets hard like even like I was talking to a guy that does hip hop and he was like, Man, I like I grew up on the streets, but like I listened to Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins, but like that song nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. You know, like it's he could sing it as a hip hop guy. It was like dun 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 and that bass line is only like three notes yeah that's the whole song yeah it's an incredible song and you don't need the greatest bass player but you do need a good bass player to play three notes and i don't think people understand that they think it's like you complicate things and it's not to say when someone like um it's the meg white syndrome people are like anyone can do that and i was like well why aren't you doing it then yeah also who are you playing with that you only need to hit these notes and hit them perfectly yeah. according to that person's guitar playing also like i feel like i mean speaking of bass playing it's like very i feel like bass playing is very you know a uh, female thing it's like very aggressive but then it's like actually like you you do a lot of listening because you're actually like listening to the drummer and the thing so it's very the front and the back yeah Yeah. the front and the back the front and the back even though it's aggressive and you're like no people don't realize that bass playing is actually very like like a female thing and also it requires a specific type of personality where you just have to like be okay with not standing out and just well I think isn't that that makes it you know it's like of course it's a female bass player but, but it's like there's a reason for that yeah, you don't have you to think be, yeah there's you have to be yeah there is and you have to be solid a solid person just physically mentally and also not have this ego because you don't want to no one wants to listen to a bass player noodling and showing their chops because yeah. then it gets and then you have to kind of like not have an ego you know, and it's like, okay, I'm going to, it's usually always between the drummer and the, you know, yeah. guitar player. Like, and you're like trying to fun. make them fit together, a mediator. And that is a very, very female characteristic, right? Yeah. So, mediator. yeah. But then you're also like, you know, I went to a concert recently um, for a first time in a long time. And I literally... I went to nothing at elsewhere and it was like my 
Brooklyn. I, yeah, it was like literally vibration shaking my ovaries. Like I was like, holy shit, it's so powerful. Like the bass was so powerful that I can feel it shaking the inside. So it's very also sexual, female power, but yet soft. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, people don't realize that. It's like a very hard thing to do. You have to kind of be also very fearless because if you fuck on fuck up on bass people oh it's know. bad yeah i've been studying bass yeah. long now like there's no coming back from a bass fuck up like it's gotta oh, be no like, yeah it's like hitting a wrong tom on uh drums um i think we have 10 minutes left and i want to close on this is actually great about the technicalities with playing um but i'm putting out this single that was recorded 15 16 years ago oh my god on halloween it it was put out because we played on halloween Mm -hmm. which you've played this song before and i'm putting that single out and it's buried treasure because no one's ever heard the nervous breakdowns because the beauty of it i think is that my friend tim said tim from Buffalo I was like it's crazy because no one even knows what the fuck the nervous breakdown sounds like because we've not put anything out but we've recorded it's just not out there because not everything's Spotify and I don't feel like I should give into it I like the illusion like you have to look for it yeah you have to ask me for that demo or like that tape you used to have to go to record store to get it but um I'm like I I guess I should I'm gonna I'm gonna succumb to one thing which is one song if there was one song from one ep that we recorded <clears throat> and if whenever i would release it would be on halloween right 15 years later damn Maybe so yeah um do you know what song that is you know what song it is because i showed it to you i'm drunk so i forgot <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> Actually, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a it's a cover because oh, it's right. all yeah, you yeah. know. It's all about covers. Oh yeah. We are not a cover band. But um, but I'm mistaken for a cover band. We're not a cover band. But you're gonna release. I always it do covers on Halloween. Well, well tonight. Yeah, tonight. So. But that's. That's what. That's you the want it. It, yeah. It's a Peaches cover, called, Rock Show. And you animated it. I did animate it. It's because really small. you're like <laughs> animator, producer, editor, musician, plays all instruments. That is actually kind of a me. I, I identify as don't producer. know anybody that plays all <laughs> instruments. That is like some crazy shit. I'm like a decent drummer, great guitar player. You play bass. You sing. What do you songwriter? That's that, that's but that song. Can we talk about the history of that song? Oh, because yeah. it was like, I was talking to a, the hip hop guy today. Right. He was like, you play guitar. I want you on a track. Because I was in his video. But he was like, I was teaching him about Peaches, which is funny because it teaches the Peaches. I just yeah. caught myself there. And then he was giving his backdrop as being a New Yorker and how like, he's from the streets. And but he was into Nirvana so he was on the right. flip side so I was like why the fuck you listen to that shit but what I when I was doing the respect downs and Peaches entered the picture and it went from rock and roll to like a little bit of hip hop which I've always been into hip hop 
till I got super commercialized. But I'm, my first record was Salt and Peppa, uh, Hot, Cool, and Vicious. My second record, my first Amazing. two records is Hot, Cool, and Vicious by Salt and Peppa and The Bangles, Different Light. <gasps> so that's my Bangles. that's my wheelhouse. Yeah. It's rock and roll, harmonies, and hip hop like beats. Yeah. So. Um, Peaches made sense when she showed up, and then I covered her, and then uh, we covered Rock Show. That that song is four chords, maybe three. But yeah, when we started, we chords, could yeah. only the band could only play like we couldn't even play all chords. So I covered that. So it's like important to me. Um, you've played it. I play it consistently in every yeah, iteration finale. of the Nervous Breakdowns that I've been in yeah. from San Francisco on the street to New York City at Mercury Lounge, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a endurance it test, is. right? Yes, I, because... You play bass on it and you're like, are we doing rock show? Yeah. Oh no, I don't know if I can warm myself I, up to it. Every can time you talk I, about rock show? I, every time I, play, I played it, um, playing bass it like literally I had to prep myself because it was it, it's basic chords but it's like literally running a marathon it's like very hard like I my hands would always cramp and I get like anxiety because you're like we're gonna play rock show of course at the end and I'm like oh my god and I like I, and I noticed I did this thing when I watched like you know shows of myself playing that uh, uh, recording yeah and I always lean back because it's almost like I it's like so intense. I need to lean back because, like it. What I I don't know. It's just very fast, and you have to play it really hard. It's very hard. And I know I know that a few times my hands were bleeding. It's a very it's very simple chords, but you just have to play it really hard, and it's just like screaming and like you know there's blood everywhere, <laughs> and that's how it should be. Yeah. You know it's a rock show. It's not a a fucking cock cock show. show. (laughs) You came to see it. You came to see a cock show. Exactly. And a talk show. You can't. It's not a safe song. You're like literally. (laughs) No safe spaces, man. No safe spaces. (laughs) Rock show is not a safe space. Yeah. Um, Without going into detail, and um, since it's not in the film, but I, I think kudos to all my nervous breakdowns that have been here through Halloween and the idea of rock show and like that's why I'm putting that out um do should we should we not what? go into like the rock show story no that's another story <laughs> we should just announce that I mean you, uh, the rock show is gonna uh, it's gonna be com- coming out with an animation this is it's for tonight another... it's coming out tonight yeah it's gonna so, come out tonight um, as and available and probably by the time you listen to this it'll be out so it's just it's the only song ever released about the nervous break that's the nervous breakdowns performed charlene was this person that's supposed to be here tonight lisa showed up who has played nervous breakdowns songs she's a nervous breakdown new york era but pre new york pre bitch i've known you since i was 16 <laughs> yeah we learned guitar together eagles but don't <laughs> No. But, but um so something's going to come out. Kala animated it and I'm like this thing is amazing cuz it's very like retro and hard well, to I do also, animation. I have like to write, raise money for post production for the film about yeah. this 
band and the history of it. And it's about San Francisco. It's a time capsule. And I'll, it'll be on nervousbreakdowns.com starting tonight. Okay. And yeah, I'll I start leaking, like, leaking out things that, to fundraise, like selling T-shirts, pins, buttons, yeah. production credits. But rock show is very important to me because it's like when people couldn't play drums, could play it. Like yeah. was like, like if you listen to the original version, it's like, doom, doom, doom. right? Rock show. You came to hear it. You came to see it. You came to do it all. Do you wanna get it for credit? But get it. Don't bother calling the medic. And then when Charlene, who's not here tonight, yeah. She came in as a drummer, and maybe it's because she's Filipino, and she did her interpretation when I played that these like these downstrokes like oh yeah they're not like hers like like rock show right so when you listen to this version it's like rock show it sounds like uh it's like punk as fuck yeah and it's not but anyone could play that song but that peaches is such a minimalist and the nervous breakdowns are minimalist. makes a great yeah it makes a great but that's what punk is it's like working with what you got it's not it's not a mohawk and it's not a sound it's a it's theory based it's like music it's actual music theory which people understand that you know it's like it's not a look but sometimes it is fashion sometimes but it's using limitations to make an impact because you're trying right. to get outside of the get, fucking like right basically bourgeoisie. basically what nervous breakdowns is is like using what you got to make it good which is diy what they say diy now is, they but, say that now yeah and it's like big but i'm like no imagine if like literally your bandmates did not even know their instruments you taught them their instruments basic chords basic beats and then you went out into the street as nervous breakdowns, killed it. When the police showed up, yeah. like to arrest us, right. they were like, "How do I stop the officer from arresting us?" Exactly. Like it's just like that's not a typical gig. So I don't think that exists now. There's no, no it doesn't. The, and that's, that's why like, it's like truly that's truly punk rock. Right. No, that's why I say, like, even when I go to protest now, it's like, the only thing that reminds me of that is, like, going to protest. And, like, John, I'm not trying to shit on John Dwyer, but he came out of the same Same. cesspool, I will say, that I was in. But I just, like, stepped out of that cesspool. And I was like, I'm, the cesspool is, like, the system of the scene. And I was just like, there is no scene when you play in a in front of a gay hardware store on Castro Street. That, and that's what I did. And it's like, I want to be the acoustics the- were good, <laughs> yeah. first of all, because I am a sonic producer type. Yeah. I'm not just like a dumb punk person. Also, they was- have all the extension cords you need. <laughs> yes. Like, and we've been there. To- we've yeah. been there in New York where it's like, it's like a survival based right. music, not. Not for looks, not for your ego. No. It's just like I'm just making my art, and that's what it should be, and that's what. Especially now, it's like you know we don't have any like if you want to protest, like whatever you're trying to go like, do something punk, punk rock. That's punk yes, is real like, punk. When you're like also don't care about what you look like, you have to sacrifice something. Like I don't know, it's just 
you know, when I was talking to you about like what is good art, you kind of have to have some suffering, right? I I believe that. Yeah. Well, I'm not attracted to anything that has no suffering behind it. Like as far as as it means to hanging something on a wall or yeah. buying a record. Like even if it sounds cute, like you know Lana Del Rey, it's like you, there's so much depth behind it and we're like, "Hmm. Hmm. This yeah. is interesting." Like She's there's like so many now, ways right? to there's yeah. so many ways to like be punk the yeah. idea it's just like you can tr- it's not about tricking people it's like it's not an obvious thing it, it's like punk is just it's punk needs a, a struggle yeah maybe if uh, uh, art like suffering art needs you could sh- say that but yeah even when you genreify it, I just I was talking to this guy and he was like this hip hop guy and he was like yeah we should collaborate I was like yeah, but I was saying like how people like now like there aren't protest songs people aren't into it because it's not hot it's not hot protest songs aren't hot but it's yeah. like in the sixties like protest mm-hmm. songs were everything everything yeah God I mean back then it was it's folk like, and then yeah. it could you know MC five and it's like and where are we now like. Megan the horse I mean Megan the stallion sorry but it, it's not, I'm not like shitting on people it's just like there's just right. it's so glamorous there is no struggle yeah all right so. so I think we're almost up with our thing sorry I I, I was like filling in and I'm not prepared but... you're not filling in you are a nervous breakdown I mean I yeah but I mean I guess but um... well here's what's ironic 20 years ago I played my first full band gig and charlene was there for me but she's she didn't show she didn't show up but people always ditch out on here's a question do people ditch out on me or do people ditch out on the nervous breakdowns well i don't know i mean you know my answer is i'm a taurus and tauruses are always loyal and on time so (laughs) that's all i gotta say because you know what this shit ain't easy for me, but because of my horoscope, I found out that I... <laughs> I'm a double Taurus, sun and moon. That's why I hate myself so much because Taurus is like literally. So, you know, okay. It's I hate myself. If you don't do it from self hatred, then do I need to go out and back in, or what? Is no, are are you falling out? I don't see me on that, or am I on that? On that? Are you using my network? Yeah, I am. Maybe go on your LTE. Take yourself off my network. Oh my god, what does LTE mean? Oh, just take yourself off of the internet. Like use your your five G or whatever. Okay. You know, like slide it up and like take it off of. Uh... Okay. Um... We're closing anyway, but. Okay, so request requested. So never breakdowns. Here you go again. Um, I might. Am I on now or? Oh. I, requested. I like that people keep coming on and like, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> like, what's going <laughs> on? Um, uh, I'm on this, but I don't see the request thing. Oh, here, request to join. There. Did you take I, like, it off of internet? Yeah, so I'm like asking to. If you have a stronger. I yeah. bet you have a stronger signal. All right. It might be my internet. Um. So, wait, let me. All right, so 
Am I on now? Okay, I think yeah. Now yeah, I'm on. Here we are. So see, it works better now. Yeah. So now I uh. So this whole point of this live thing. I'm sorry. I don't go on intern um in Instagram anymore because I have <laughs> anxiety from social media. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Um. But you know, somebody dropped out, and um, Charlene dropped out, and so Cal is gonna put something on his Instagram, and it's like is like a precursor to um another uh what do you call uh, not the uh what do you call like the thing to uh fundraiser for your film yeah I, i'm gonna re-campaign yeah. re-campaign um, for his film um credit in the street world but well actually it changed the name oh shit I didn't know no this. no no it, it it's true so okay. I, I give credit in the straight world which is a great name it's gonna that's my podcast and now it's um called the nervous breakdowns we're here okay um, it's much more suggestive about the the idea that anyone who was ever there and didn't want to ever care. Right. And uh, I don't know if everyone ever cared, but um, I don't believe in the system of a record, record labels, indie or otherwise. Right. And I'm doing and the same with my film. I am doing it on my own terms. My film, my friend Jude, who has seen us before and so like oh we'll get hopefully you get a grant to finish the film so i'm in post-production and okay. if, for people that don't understand what post-production is it means that i'm in the part where i edit everything so after five years <clears throat> i'm on year six um charlene was with, with me with me for a year and a half maybe our right. kickstarter failed she kept on it and then she failed she believed that i did not have a I wasn't structured enough. I believe that I am structured enough, but I don't believe art should be overly structured because in the theme of the nervous breakdowns, it changed the production quality because then I was like, it's not, I felt like a complete failure when my Kickstarter failed. And I learned that my those failures are leads to an artistic su success because I never did anything for money. So it forced right. me to go back to where I started, which was the street. And when I watched the original Kickstarter video, the last things I say, <laughs> if I have to bring a generator out to the street to do it, to raise the money, even if you don't give me the money, then I'll do that. And that's right. essentially what I'm doing because I'm not begging a label. I'm not begging a production company and I'm not begging a grant I've worked with the California Grants Commission. Like, it, 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 you know, even a nonprofit version, you're sucking somebody's dick. Right. And I ain't sucking dick, you know, unless it's the third date. And I don't fucking know any of these people. They're like, oh, it's a queer grant. Oh, it's a California They're grant. Oh, it's a New York City grant. And what I was like, what it is, right? The nervous breakdowns aren't any of those, like, it's everything. Right. But when you apply for a fucking grant for people don't fucking know. Yeah. And for those of you people that think yeah. that you condition your your backstory, your bio, or your grant proposal yeah. to get that money, you are sucking dick. And I don't fucking do that. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter if it's nonprofit dick or it's corporate dick. It's sucking dick. And I, I, I won't do it. Yeah. So... I'm raising my, 
is like I'm selling shirts, pins and buttons the way that yeah. it was on the street. And that's the only reason I, how I'm going to finish post-production because I finished filming out of my out of my own pocket. It's yeah. cost me thousands of dollars. I make coffee for a fucking living. Yeah. But fuck it. But I own all of it. I own all of it. Yeah. I, I don't answer to anybody. So um, I guess, <clears throat> I mean, closing out, I mean, well, we're going to, you're gonna post the um, thing, the um, rock show. Rock show, but in your in your, um, you know, like literally, do it in like um, five minutes or whatever. What this this film? What is it about? This film is about, and I ha- I talked to a producer recently, mm-hmm. not for my film, but it was approaching me to work on his thing, which he had zero vision. Yeah. Um. In a nutshell. This is a time capsule of San Francisco. And I said, do you, if you have read, you know, as reference points for people, please kill me from the seven, this is punk scene. Yeah. Have you read Meet Me in the Bathroom? If you haven't read that, it is just that on film. Because it describes what was happening at this era, which is 1998 through 2007. In or San 2008 Francisco. in San Francisco, which is an a plethora there's a plethora of music going on right and it's not about us getting along it's about what was happening at the time and how that time could never happen again like yeah. the east village in 1980 right you know it's not about me getting along with everyone it's not about the nervous breakdowns reunion or it's going to be a reunion this is a time capsule i have i have footage right and but is it just that is it stock footage it's like oh it's like you're 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 working with like footage and i was like no no it's uh i interviewed people that yeah. had different experiences um the nervous breakdowns did what the fuck they did mm-hmm. in their own terms i did what i did and other people did what they did for money or indie labels or whatever right i have somebody that got onto a major never got their record put out I got someone on indie still functioning. I got someone that n- has put out multiple records. That yeah. interviewed. I interviewed people that had was there when I was there, but a different experience. But we, after my interviews, we actually had the exact same experience, yeah. and that experience is San Francisco, and nobody knows what that means unless they were there. Yeah, you had to go to San Francisco or be there, be there. and still be there to understand anything from like stepping in fucking human feces to like going to like a queer cafe or like a poetry reading or like all these like nuances in the bay area yeah the way that it has like this microclimate wherever in different neighborhoods it's Mm -hmm. like a fascinating place and it doesn't get enough credit no matter if it's doing well or not so uh in a pitch i would say you know this is a story this is a story of unrequited love mm. yeah for san francisco yeah and that's it with it's like it, another person would be like oh it's about bands i was like no it's about san francisco and i don't think people understand what san francisco is unless well, you were there it, or yeah. even stayed there for a couple months and you'd be like oh this is interesting yeah so that's what it is but what we did Mm-hmm. Was groundbreaking, right? And ugly, ugly and beautiful. Is the best. Ugly yeah. is the best. 
what Setting. i have to put this part in because like i maybe matt in the interviews i'm not releasing all the everything yet but we used to when we would show up on the street and play these gigs like there was like um oh this is amazing did it just say that the, we would buy because we're not in New York they would have we'd buy Costco we'd buy a handle of Costco like whiskey oh, and like play on amazing. the street we would play for like six hours or something yeah along with the hot and hot smoke dogs. cigarettes Costco hot dogs I'm kidding while the generator is like yeah about to blow up I mean we, that... we could have killed ourselves yeah like literally because we would smoke and drink yeah and we had a, ga- a gas generator like oh, that's who we were damn. so yeah. um john dwyer <laughs> excuse me if you want to get back to my john dwyer please like get back to me i was like do you want to talk about san francisco days like when you were a complete cunt I to mean, me who like, knows maybe he want, maybe he would want to be a part of this I, documentary I because, I don't because he's important and he's big and he should be a part of it if he's you know really but, but why not so it does I if anybody have... out there knows john dwyer tell him like listen there's gonna be a film about san francisco back in like from the he doesn't thing. care because he doesn't identify as san francisco anymore he uh, his his new pronoun is los angeles uh, uh, no it's real oh god no i, I heard from the grapevine <laughs> he adep- but, he's now los angeles he doesn't even say he's from san francisco okay i that's just some other uh, anyways okay we should probably wrap it up because i gotta pee <laughs> like, <laughs> but um so the nervous breakdowns um rock show that Kel Animated is going to be out um, tonight on Instagram. We're after this. And everything is going to be available also. We're going to eat pizza right now from a Mexican pizza joint. <laughs> that, that I love it because they say, like, it's made by Mexican hands. Yes. Mia Pizza in Astoria. Fucking awesome. Love it. Everyone's like, oh. I mean, it, also got onion That place looks like it's made by Mexicans. And, like, you're goddamn right because they fucking know how to <laughs> make everything. Like, yes. I love them. Yeah. So, okay. shout out to Mia Pizza. We're going to eat that tonight. And we're putting out Rock Show, Rock Show. the single. Yes, exciting. I love it. It's that. on available on Spotify and iTunes. It's, and oh, it's available it's now. It's up now. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, listen to it. And, um, I am excited. Um, I did not play on this, but I you have played it. Charlene. I Shout out to Charlene it. was on there. I was not here tonight. She played drums. Donnell Malnick played bass. And Amazing. Matt played. Side note, when we recorded this in a studio space, I, I recorded everything. Where did you record this at? In I recorded it in a, 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 a practice space across the hall for me when Matt was fucking around with his other band called Century oh. Schoolbook, which is, is it, how I found What is the name of this practice space? Uh... Turk and Taylor Studios. Okay. And that's where film school played. That's like, oh, film school. So the, what's funny is like, I self-recorded it and this guy, Ray McGrory, mixed it. Also, he stole our mixed record and Donnell was like, I'm going to call the Hells Angels and we're going to like fucking kill him. I was like, let's, can we not? Alleg- like, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. But anyway, yeah. we recorded it in like, maybe one take and Donnell was like the most experienced musician and she came in and she nailed it like not even knowing she was in the band yet yeah and me and Charlene and Matt did a photo shoot 
for the SF Weekly. But Donnell was, because Candace didn't show up. Right. So this is a story about people not showing up. So when Donnell showed up, her bass like is like beautiful. And she, not on that song, but there's some that she makes a mistake, but she, she picked up everything, like Amazing. one, like two takes or something. She was like incredible. We're yeah. like, oh my God, I love her. So Rock Show, th- it's from this EP we called The Beginning of the End. Which Amazing I'm gonna want to em- Amazing title. <laughs> I want to reissue it on cassette. If you want to help me relay it out, like graphic design. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so beginning of the end, and also the nervous breakdowns turned 21 this year. Oh my god, we're 21 years old, so we're legal drinking age. Yes. So, yeah, beginning of the end EP. This is the only song I'll release until you buy it from the fundraising campaign, which yeah. will be on nervousbreakdowns.com go there now or sometime but stream it on spotify or itunes it's not the nervous breakdowns not the psychedelic bounce from the 60s but the nervous breakdowns with the like the red lip and um the first single is rock show so yeah 21 years 21 years 20 years yeah we're gonna do your shots after this (laughs) that's because that's that age where like jaeger shots and like things like it's gonna make you puke but you know what it's fun and i love this song and i'm like excited because the nervous breakdowns is you know amazing. it's a peaches song it's our song yeah the rock show <laughs> is the mascot yes for the nervous breakdowns. played it for every show hard to play but um all right so you're gonna yeah i'll put it, put it up it tonight. tonight thanks for listening Thank i don't you. know if it's like happy thanks Hall- lisa yeah. happy halloween enjoy love you, love you. Bye. you gotta let it go